Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. We're getting closer to game day, right? I mean, we are within 90 days of actual game day. The Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets kicking things off Monday night, September 11th at MetLife Stadium at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Welcome into another edition of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. How about that open, right? First time you've used that. Unfortunately, it's being used for the first time without my co-host, Matt Bove, Sal Capaccio here. Matt, unable to join me here tonight. Matt is on paternity leave right now. He also has some other things going on. So today, it's just me and a couple of very close friends that you're very familiar with. You've heard them on our platforms on WGR and across other podcasts. They have their own podcasts. I'll let you let them tell you all about it. But it's all about the Bills, obviously, right here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo with Matt Perino and John Scott who I welcome in right now, not only to audio, but video as well. Good to see you guys. What's up, man? It's good to see you too, my friend. I've seen a lot of John Scott tonight. We just came from the softball field a couple hours ago. Big dubs, as Jordan Poyer likes to say, right? Big dubs indeed. I finally got my first hit of the season. Second game of the year. First one was rough. Maybe it's the Perino vibes. Maybe he's just going to have to (laughs) slide into the resurgence. Like, what do you mean? Like, you've been flying out, grounding out. Like, what's the deal? So I played one game this season because scheduling between the PGA Championship and the Josh Allen Madden cover and some other things has not allowed me to make it as regularly as I do. So the one game I played, I was 0 for 2 with a sacrifice fly, and timing was off. Timing was off. But I think Mr. Perino could could really back me up and say timing was pretty on this evening. Yeah, he had he hit. I was telling Sal before you got on, he hit one that I think is still going. You know, most <laughs> softball right. fields don't have a fence. A little dinger, get things going. It's big time. And this, Sal, I don't know if you yeah. mentioned this. This was coming as some kids on bicycles driving past the field were chirping me while I was at the plate saying, <laughs> strike one, strike wow. two. Yeah. And then wow. I, you had the peanut gallery going after you. They were not there as I crossed home plate, you know? <laughs> How it goes. Did you you jog home or did you have to sprint home? I mean, there's no fences. And so I I would say I was running. Now, bystanders may say I was jogging because I'm, while I look athletic, 
I run a lot slower than I probably should. Um, so I was huffing it. It might not have looked fast, but, you know, I did what I did. <laughs> John is, of course, from Spectrum News 1 in Buffalo, covers the Buffalo Bills. And Matt Perino, Syracuse.com, and the Shout Podcast. John has his own podcast as well. I don't want to get the name wrong. Is it, you Buffalo tell End Zone Podcast. Thank you, Buffalo End Zone Podcast. So I'll let them tell you all about them because we'll give them some love here for them joining me here on the show. And I got to tell you, it all ties in because I would have loved to play with you. John actually – um asked me if I could play softball tonight as we record this, by the way, this is a Thursday night we're recording this. And John said, you know, can you play? We need a couple of players. And he said, Perino's playing. I really wanted to play. I've been playing softball this year and uh, had a, had a bomb myself last week. I'm feeling really good about myself, but actually I was at a pre-commitment. I went down to the bandits championship parade and celebration party in the plaza, followed by a parade at the Bison's game. Literally the procession went from key bank center a couple blocks to Salem field where it was lacrosse night to celebrate the championship. And I saw your wife, John, Heather Prusak with channel four. She was covering it for channel four down there. So while she's working, you're out there playing softball, but we're out there having a good time trying to, you know, uh, be a part of the parade. It was really cool, but it was a great time. And by the way, Heather is a very big bandits fan as well. Yeah, she is. She had season tickets growing up here as a Buffalo native. We went to a game, ironically enough. Whoops, just knocked my microphone off. Ironically enough, we went to a game against the Colorado Mammoth earlier in the regular season, and they lost. Uh, and that was the first Bandits game I had attended as a fan. I'd gone to plenty of them just to grab some highlights and whatnot. The atmosphere is unbelievable. They've been so good for so long. And it as an outsider, which is different from you guys, as an outsider, I came in here and the first time I was told, hey, go, go to a Bandits game. I'm like, who the hell cares about indoor lacrosse? And then I roll in there. There's 12,000. Everyone's in red or orange and black. They're all chanting the same thing. The music's banging. And I'm like, this is awesome. And so, I, I you know, I, I'm not like a Bandits fan fan, but I certainly – understand the entertainment value of it and the team's super good dane smith is incredible they're led by arguably the greatest indoor lacrosse player of all time by john tavares and to see them rework the script from a year ago where they won the first game lost the second game and then lost the third game against colorado to see them really dominate game three of the finals and grab that championship super cool super happy for them uh and a great moment for buffalo because again you, you can't act like the city that is so starved of championships and not recognize one, even if it's not of the two main professional teams like the Sabres and the Bills. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's great. And um, I'm wearing my championship cap. It's actually not mine, guys. It's my son's. I bought it for Max, which is why my son, he is an autograph hound. And now look, at even though I do what I do for a living, I don't help him. He goes and gets these autographs and he got, look at that. I'm going to show you on the video. Look at this. He got this thing completely Ooh. covered on the rim. Dane Smith is on here. He's like, we're over here somewhere, right? He got this thing covered. But I said, Max, I'm going to borrow this cap to wear to celebrate a Buffalo championship. And as we were walking out of the Bisons game, by the way, at the Bisons game, it was awesome. They had a lot of lacrosse stuff going on. Got a picture with the championship trophy. Max did. We both did together. Super cool. But while we were walking out, a bunch of the Bisons were getting in their big, long bus limo or whatever. Not Bisons. The Bandits getting in their big, long bus limo. And there's Johnny T, John Tavares. And I'm like, Max, Max, he's not on your cap. So it went up to him. Max is like, coach, can you sign my cap? John Tavares signed the cap as well. So we got nice. everybody on there. Um, Matt, you've, you grew up in Buffalo. 
like me, you left for a while to work in other markets. You were in Las Vegas. Is this the first time you've seen a championship parade? Because I can't remember Vegas winning a title in anything. So really, they didn't have any pro sports to do that, right? No, they were close with the expansion year for the Golden Knights. Uh, did they lose in the finals, right, that first year? Yes, that's right. Um, so that was that was cool to actually witness, like the hysteria around that team. Like people always talk about Vegas and like the strip and, and not understanding like the community that's in the suburbs like that city embraced that team, as I'm sure everybody saw like in these finals, too. I mean, it hasn't gone away. Um, but yeah, I lacrosse is funny because I've actually never been to a lacrosse game in my life, like a bandits wow. game. I grew up here. I just bandwidth right like it just I, I go to occasional sabers game that that's what kind of fits in is that third or really like fourth sport for me it's like basketball football and now ufc over the last 10 years uh are above all that so i've actually never seen a game so i think i want to take luke next year he's he started to ask a little bit about it uh and obviously max is a big fan so maybe we'll go uh four of us we'll go check well, out yeah we definitely should and it is a great time it really is as john said the entertainment value and it's amazing the energy in the arena is unmatched and i've been to hockey games in other places and i've been to baseball and football games in other places there's nothing like the energy at a lacrosse game the music is always playing as they're going up and down the uh pa announcer who by the way is Scott Swenson's brother, Scott Swenson of yes. Channel 4 in Buffalo. His brother, actually, Chris, is the PA announcer. He's been there from the inception. He's experienced all these championships. How cool is it for him to be a part of this as well? But the energy is unmatched. It's totally cool. And guess what, guys? Tonight, as you'd imagine, the parade energy was unmatched. It was awesome. And it was your typical championship parade, which is you had the players on top of fire trucks and on top of other kinds of vehicles, and they were drinking a lot and they were kissing the trophy and they were shirtless and people were walking with the parade. It was a real championship in the city of Buffalo. I mean, I just think it was so cool, John, to see something like that. And it really, really made me think of what it might be like someday to have one of the other teams, the Bills or the Sabres, go through something like this. And it's super cool that they got this moment to themselves. I, I heard you reference on the morning show earlier today how Josh Reed went to the Cavs yes. championship parade in 2016. And prior to the Cavs winning, the, the Lake Erie Monsters won the Calder Cup. Oh, and wow. They ultimately joined them. So it was kind of cool that obviously everyone was there, over a million people for the Cavs, but the Lake Erie Monsters were inserted into the into the parade as well to get their due. And Cleveland, much like Buffalo, prior to 2016, they were in a, an incredible drought. They didn't know what winning championships was all about. So I'm glad that the Lake Erie Monsters were incorporated. And, and in this, I'm glad that, the bandits were able to get their due on their own because obviously nobody else has won anything. And, and it's good because I do think of them as the number three sporting experience, sporting team in this market. And as we've already articulated, it's not just some afterthought that arena, especially when the Sabres were bad, they were getting a heck of a lot more people for bandits games than they were for Sabres games. The energy even now, except for, you know, maybe this, this season is different. It's higher. It's more intense. It's more engaged in the entire experience in the game for bandits than it has been for Sabres beyond this season, probably for the five, six, seven plus years before that. So they have been so successful. It is a community and a city 
that is a lacrosse city. There was high school scene. There were a lot of very talented kids that then go on to the collegiate level. And there were some kids that then also play in the NLL. They play in the PLL and, and other things. So it is a lacrosse town. They embrace it. And the fact that they win a championship and were able to be embraced so greatly by this city is awesome. And to your point, I think it's like the ultimate appetizer to wet the beak for everyone that's already understood and hypothesized what it would be like if the Bills or Sabres won. And then this just takes it a whole never another level because you're actually there. You see this small little path for a parade and you're like, my God, what if this just went down Delaware for like five, six miles? What if this did this? What if this was in February? What would it be like? I think, again, ultimate appetizer to really show people and add to the craving that they already have to experience themselves for one of their one or two main loves. Now that you have kids, of course, immersed into the Buffalo sports scene as well, Matt, do you ever think about that? Like what it would be like if it would be the Bills or Sabres in that situation? It would be cool. I don't think my son is – he's not there yet, like – with the like just the fandom like he's he loves playing he loves the bills he watches the games um he's really starting to get into base i started letting him play mlb the show yeah so he's yeah. now starting to know who the players are and yep. stuff like that he's got all the baseball cards and so that's kind of like unlocking it a little bit but i still don't know if he's he's quite there if you if he'd experience it that way but let me ask you guys this you said a million people that actually like I think growing up here, I've never paid attention to like parades. So I didn't even have the scope of how many people would that that would be attending it for the bills to win a Super Bowl. Like think about the onslaught of the city traveling wise of people out of town internationally trying to get back to Buffalo for that moment. I mean, it will be a week where this place just shuts down. I think it's a good point, Matt. It wouldn't be a day parade. It'd be a week celebration. Yeah. I mean, it would be like you'd have to have over multiple days and people would be just here and saying, I'm in town for how long and what that would look like. And look, we know that this team has come close, the Buffalo Bills, and they have high aspirations, they have high expectations the last few years, and they will again in 2023. And we're going to talk about that, everything that happened at minicamp and Stefan Diggs. But before we do, since I have you here, Matt, about, and we talked about Vegas a little bit, all this stuff that's going on with the Oakland A's. Now you went, you were in Vegas when they had no professional teams. Mm-hmm. Now they're going, um, and, and then you saw the, and then you saw the NHL come there. Now you also see the NFL go there and now baseball is going to go there. It's a big time market. What do you think about all of a sudden just going from zero to 60 with these professional teams in Las Vegas? That's a lot. And like, to me, the golden Knights, by the way, like they're that. probably going to get an NBA team at some point. Right. And like the Golden Knights are like the golden child, not just because of the title, but because of the way they were the first pro sports franchise. Like they're always going to be like kind of a hockey town in a lot of ways. It's why I don't, I don't even think at times the Raiders have popped the way that I think that they thought they were going to. It's not a huge city. So it's like there's a lot of like traffic there because of what's happening on the strip. But like to support all those teams in a lot of ways, like suburban or Las Vegas is a lot like Buffalo. Like it's not huge numbers wise. So um, I'll be interested to see, like, I don't know, like where a baseball team slots in, they got a, 
a minor league baseball team there. And I, my cousin actually played for the A's uh, for a few seasons, um, played for the Padres. And when he was down in triple a, he came to Vegas to play. So I went to a game and man, I, I, I was sitting in like the three hundreds. I walked right down to the front because it was, there's nobody there. Right. Um, and then the other thing you've experienced there is even though it's not a championship from a team, you've been a part of championship fights. You used to cover mm. UFC. What's it like to cover a championship when you're that up close and personal to it? Oh, man. That's people ask me all the time about like, what's your, what do you miss the most? Or like, if you could go back to it, like, would you, because covering the bills for this fan base, it's so unique. Like no sports reporter really gets to experience what we do on this beat. Like maybe the, the Packers, like the Yankees, like those big time, like, franchises that have this like ferocious for voracious fan base like so but what i will say that i miss more than anything is like there's nothing like being cage side and the like the rumbling anticipation for like when they make the walk and then they get in there and they just start beating the absolute crap out of each other i mean and being up close to it like you like when you see a guy like get his like his bell rung with a high head kick like i've seen it not only in the UFC, but like I used to cover fights at Rainbow Rink in North Tonawanda when it wasn't even legalized here uh, before I even got the UFC gig. And I saw some brutal moments in those fights because you got like different levels of like experience and guys are just in there with beasts that they should not be in there with. So like, I don't know that that to me is like different than any other sport just because of just uh, if you're not ready for it, like if you go to a UFC fight and you're sitting in the first row and, and you watch a fight like. I've had really tough like family members that I got tickets for over the years, go to the fight. I'm like, Oh crap. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> John, did you ever go back for an Ohio state parade? I did not. I was at the 2007 national championship game against Florida. Sal, you probably were living in Florida at that point in time. Yes. And uh, wait, wait, you're talking about which one basketball or football. They played this both I saw in the same right? year. Yeah. It was the football one. Yeah. It was so technically January, 2007, 2006 season, mm -hmm. urban Myers first national championship. Uh, you can see me. If you go back, the very first play of the game <laughs> was a kick return by Ted Ginn. Okay. For Ohio state. He gets tackled and sprains his ankle. But I was – my buddy and I were literally next to the Florida band. So we are surrounded by Florida fans, and we're both in Ohio State jerseys. And if you go back and watch the broadcast, they, it pans and zooms out as he crosses the goal line. You see two guys in Ohio State jerseys jumping up and down in the aisle, and it's me and my buddy. That's awesome. Um, so, I'm going to have to go back and do that now. And so you look at it. And one real quick thing. Always a Buffalo connection. You mentioned that AAA team in Las Vegas. Yep. Fran Reardon is the manager. He's a Canisius High School graduate. He's wow. from Buffalo. Um, and his family runs and owns a company right in downtown, right in the heart of downtown called The Copy Store. And I actually did a story with him like six, seven years ago. He was the AA manager in the A's organization. And unlike many minor league managers, when he's in the offseason – He's the owner and like runs with his brother, mm. a <laughs> copy store in the middle of downtown Buffalo rather than like doing baseball stuff. So um, he has, you know, when the minor league season ends, sometimes staffers will go work with the major league team. So yep. he spent multiple Septembers uh, on the bench of the Oakland athletics here. And so he's been, he's been trending in the, in the right direction over the past five plus years and, and potentially, 
Fran Reardon, again, Canisius High School graduate, you'll probably see him at some point uh, as a Major League Baseball coach. That's awesome. Great story. That's grinding, man. That's really grinding, uh, doing all that that you have to do to kind of stay afloat when you're in those sports. You're not getting paid as much money as the people that, uh, that play at the highest of levels. Speaking of those, the Buffalo Bills, obviously, and Stefan Diggs making a lot of money but also making a lot of noise in his own way at mandatory minicamp. We've gone 20 minutes here, but championships trump mandatory minicamp. That's why, guys. So let's talk about what went down at OBD this week. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 